Hi, Trans Mafia folks. Uh, so because we're on a lockdown here in Las Vegas, uh, Trans Mafia is going to do a little uh, social distancing separation. So Blue is going to answer questions and I'm going to answer questions. But what we've decided to do is we had a lot of um, a lot of communication on a post that we made. So we are going to answer questions from this post separately, but together. Welcome to Trans Mafia. This is Blue, and I'm going to be answering some questions today about transgender day of visibility. So, this is a list of about 30 questions. I'll try and get through all of them, so just bear with me. The first question is, has being trans been an obstacle in your life with friends, work, etc.? No, not really. I'm pretty unapologetically who I am. Um, as far as work, I've been in the community for working in the community for close to 25 years now, so it hasn't been really an obstacle for me as far as that goes. How long have you known? Um, I've known since I was about three or four that I was trans identified. I remember as young as three telling my mom that I felt like a boy and I was a boy. Um, and I would uh, constantly get in trouble when I was a young kid for telling people that I was a boy when they asked me if I was a boy or a girl. So, since about three is the answer to that question. Um, what are your pronouns? My pronouns are preferably, um, he, him, or they, them. Either way, I'm good. Question four. How did you pick your name? Um, actually, my grandmother picked my name, so she was the only person in my family who was supportive of me transitioning, so when I told her I was going to transition, she said, that's fine, but I get to pick your name, so, uh, Kaden is technically my first name, Elijah Blue, um, I'm named after Cher's son, she has a son with Greg Almond named, um, Elijah Blue from the Hardy Brothers Band, so that's how that happened. What is your favorite dinosaur? My favorite dinosaur is probably a long neck, but that's because I was introduced to those by my kid. Uh, and that's their favorite dinosaur in um, Ice Age, so yeah. Why would you want to be a guy-girl? Um, it's not so much that I want to be a guy or girl. I think I'm really just identifying how I was born, and it just took me a little longer than others to become authentic. Um, what does AMAB or AFAB mean? AMAB means assigned male at birth. And AFAB is assigned female at birth. What do you feel like you missed out on most in your child later? Um, I don't really feel like I missed out on anything other than being authentically who I was at a younger age. But growing up in the 80s, we really didn't have the option of knowing about transitioning then. So I don't really feel like I missed anything. What has been my favorite part of transitioning? Um, just feeling whole in my skin and feeling comfortable in my skin um, it's given me an authenticity that I didn't know I could have in life what worries you most as a trans person um, I would have to say what worries me most is probably um, others getting attacked or myself getting attacked or, or, or violently attacked because I'm trans and if people find that out they're not comfortable with that um, that's always really been my one concern about being trans identified does your family accept you? Mm, my dad doesn't accept me. Uh, my aunt accepts me on her level, uh, meaning 
she doesn't understand it, but she puts a respectful foot forward and tries. So, for what that's worth, yes and no. It's kind of a mixed bag when it comes to my family. How has transitioning changed your life? Well, transitioning saved my life. Um, I attempted suicide many times when I was younger because I was so uncomfortable in my skin. Um, and so, to finally be comfortable in my skin and not um, feel the need to hurt myself anymore um, has been an amazing feeling. So, I think that's probably the biggest thing that's changed in my life. What has surprised you most about transitioning? Um, I think what surprised me most is how comfortable I am with talking about it and, and acknowledging to others that I'm trans-identified. Um, that's really been, that's really been the, the biggest surprise for me is how comfortable I am just talking about it with people. Um, what has been the hardest part of your transition so far? Um, I think one of the hardest things of my transition so far was when I was in the military, dealing with that and trying to wrap my head around feeling male-identified, um, and not knowing how to handle that being in the military when they already didn't like, um, you know, it was during the time of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So I was kind of just conflicted and torn. How do you know you're trans? Um, I think anybody knows they're trans just by how they identify and how they feel. And, you know, if they feel differently inside and feel like they have to, um, if they feel like they have to be who they are authentically and that's not how they were born, then they're trans. Um, how does it feel to transition? Um, it feels amazing. Um, it feels complete, it feels whole, it feels like a circle that's finally complete. What's the hardest part of your experience as a trans person? Um, I think the hardest part of my experience as a trans person is having so much empathy for other people and what they're going through in situations and not being able to fix it in um, situations because they're trans-identified. I think that's my most frustrating thing is how we're treated in society and how we're treated by other people. Um, what is the best part about being trans? Um, I think the best part for me about being trans is being being authentic and being being true to myself. I think that's the biggest gift you can give so give to yourself is to be true to yourself. Have I had any surgeries? Are you are you going to? Yes, I've had top surgery. I've had my hysterectomy. Um, I've had partial bottom surgery, and I hope to complete my bottom surgery sometime this summer. What's non-binary? Non-binary are when people feel a mix of both genders, uh, sometimes no gender at all. Um, so it can be a mix of, you know, feeling male and female identified at the same time, feeling one or the other. But it's really just kind of a, I wake up one day and I feel more, a little bit more male identified than female identified. Um, and so it's really having a mix of both genders and kind of just deciding how you feel um, and how comfortable you are with how you want to present. What do you wish you could tell the younger you as a trans person? Uh, I would tell the younger me, it's okay, you'll be a man one day, just be patient and wait. What are you most excited for in your transition? Um, I think the thing I'm most excited for is to travel with my passport for the first time as a trans person. Um, I've never been able to do that and it's... You know, getting passports for us can be a trick, can be tricky sometimes. So I think for me, that 
is something I'm really looking forward to doing. I want to help people understand trans people like me better. Comment a number below and I'll answer it. So we had several people comment. I'm just going to go through and answer all of them, but I will uh, call out the people that wanted certain questions and answer that for them. Number one is, has being trans been an obstacle in your life with friends, family, work, etc.? Um, yes, 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 yes. Uh, being out and being trans has been challenging um, not necessarily for friends. I would say that actually I've been able to gather more friends within the trans community, um, which is pretty common, uh, because trans community is cool and we will protect our own to a certain point. How long have I known? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, work and family work has been, you know, they do judge you, um, I'm in a unique field of doing therapy, so they actually want people <laughs> that are trans because they get trans clients in and then they don't know what to do with them. The trans and the queer clients, they're just like, we don't know what to do, we'll just put it with the trans person, which I'm totally fine with. Some trans people don't like that. Uh, that's fine for them, not for me, totally like it. My family, I am estranged from a lot of my family. Um, they're very judgmental, I've been excised from some baby showers and weddings and things were like pretty much the whole family was invited but me because they didn't want the freak at their wedding that's okay um when i saw them later at a reunion they looked guilty i hope they felt guilty um but you know i have family of my own creation which i like a lot more so you know i do talk to a few specific people but i I don't open that up for everybody. Number two is how long have you known? Um, I mean, I've been a weirdo <laughs> for a long time. I, at, when I was younger, I mean, I must've been a third and fourth grade and I kind of thought to myself, well, I'm kind of freak. I, I might as well be the best freak I could be. Um, so I've known that there was something different. I knew that I was very attracted to heroes that were kind of like, girls who dress like boys and nobody kind of knew who they were until like later um really good one um national velvet was probably i'd say pippi longstocking was was one of mine um there was a movie called the adventures of natty gan so people who kind of either bent the rules to make it their own or just changed everything, um, kind of hid themselves because as a girl, I really didn't like being treated like a girl. Um, I didn't want to be treated like a boy necessarily, but yeah. All right. Um, how did you pick your name? Well, uh, I've had several experiences in my life where Orion has come in several times into my life at very poignant moments and it I did try some names on but that's the one that felt the most right so that's how I picked it um, and no I won't tell you my dead name uh, number four sorry that was number four 
So that, so I answered questions for Cyril and Carolina, Danny and Riley. Um, what is your favorite dinosaur? All right, so I'm gonna supersede this question. Um, I really like jellyfish, and jellyfish are three times as old as dinosaurs. So I'm just gonna go with that's my favorite dinosaur, because um, I feel like if they're older than dinosaurs, then they like count as more dinosaur-y than dinosaurs, and they're kind of amazing critters, and they just are like water ghosts, and they don't really attack anything they just casually sting and eat their food which i think is amazing um yeah all right uh number six so this i don't think anyone asked specifically this question but the question is why would you want to be a guy or a girl uh, okay well i i'm neither of those so uh, I'm going to go to the next question. Number seven, and Lindsay and Manda uh, asked about this. Number seven is, what does AMAB or AFAB mean? AMAB means assigned male at birth, and AFAB is assigned female at birth. So that's what that means. Essentially, I technically have been assigned female at birth. Um, I don't necessarily like to go with that label because I feel like that undoes what I'm trying to get away from being a gender. So, uh, but I think for technical terms and talking about societal pressures and experiences that we have when you're assigned male at birth, you have certain experiences from birth. And when you're assigned female at birth, you have certain experiences from birth, um, societal programming, uh, how people treat you, what color your blanket's gonna be, um, those kind of things. So I, I don't care to identify with that, uh, but it is good and I do use it when I'm talking about people with privilege or people with certain life experiences as far as like being socialized. So number eight, Danny wanted to know the answer to this. What do you feel like you missed out on most in your childhood if you transitioned later? I, you know, my childhood was all right. Uh, my parents were pretty religious, but we lived out in the woods and I kind of did whatever I wanted. Um, puberty sucked. Puberty came early for me, it was like 10. Uh, it sucked. And it was kind of like if I could have had like my eight or nine year old body, that would have been cool. I mean, probably not that small, but like I just, all the development stuff and the being teased and the, the just the everything um, and being sexualized early, that was not fun for me. Uh, I don't know what I missed out on because I, I don't know. I, I think someone who's agender, it's not like I wanted to be a different, uh, the quote, you know, other gender. Um, it would have been nice if people would have just treated me how I wanted to and not really been expected to wear dresses all the times, but could kind of wear whatever I wanted. But I don't think I missed out specifically because I think I needed to go through what I went through to be where I am now. All right. So number nine, which Manda asked about. Oh, nope. 
Yes. What has been your favorite part of transitioning so far? Um, my favorite part of transitioning. I think it's really, really nice once I have my name legalized and people were calling me by that name, especially new people that I knew, uh, that I met, and then that was the name that they knew me by. Um, I think that my favorite part of transitioning, ooh, probably meeting other trans people. That's been pretty cool. Also being kind of just okay with myself, being feeling more comfortable, feeling like like I'm who I'm supposed to be, I'm representing. And anytime I feel unsure about that, um, it's usually coming from the outside. And that's my own insecurities like kind of coming in. But that's, I've really appreciated that I'm who I am. So number 10, Danielle and Rebecca asked this, what worries you most as a trans person? I do worry about discrimination. Um, I worry when we have trans people, especially white trans people, speaking for POC trans people. Um, I get frustrated when we have wealthy trans people speaking for poor trans people, um, educated people speaking for non-educated people or like non-traditionally educated is what I mean. And I just get worried about like, I, I feel like I wish that the trans agenda would be holistic and looking at our society like we kind of need to change how it is because it does not work. It doesn't work for trans people and it doesn't work for poor people. It doesn't work for, for POC. It doesn't work for a majority of people, but we live in it because that's what we know and we're scared to un dismantle that. Um, and, and so I guess it's not specifically about being trans. I really don't like that trans people get killed for being trans. I think that's really fucked up. But I think that, again, that goes with our um, society needs to be dismantled and the idea of what feminine, masculine, what boys should do, what girls should do, that needs to kind of go away, which there are some, like, motions towards that. But, you know, we still have... Uh, Eurocentric, cis, white, straight, wealthy, kind of dictating what we do. All right. So number 11, Riley asked about this one. Does your family accept you? Uh, I think my parents kind of just think I'm a weirdo and they only talk to me a few times a year and it's usually around stuff that, you know, has to do with my grandparents because I had like caregiven for many years for them. And they know that I do want to know cause I care maybe cause like a lot of other people don't really give a shit, but I care. Um, th cause my grandparents were very accepting of me. Um, yeah. So most of my families, I don't, I don't, I have an uncle that I talk to, um, some cousins I talk to, but I'm not really close with anybody right now just because I'm in a different state and um, I've kind of pulled away to make, you know, family of my own. I'm married and I have a partner and they're awesome. And uh, I think that that's pretty good. My cats like me. I don't know. I guess I feed them, so that's probably why they like me. Okay, so 13. Okay, so 12, no one really asked about this, but I'm still gonna answer it. 12, how has transitioning changed your life? 
uh, discrimination on different shit. Um, I think one of the most surprising thing was I had worked at a law center at the LGBT center for a while and I had watched people come in that were trans that had um, that had discrimination and I was like surprised at what I'd heard but because I wasn't necessarily uh, physically transitioned like how I was what I was wearing and things like that I I didn't experience that till I went to college of all places and when I tried to get internships um, that's when I had discrimination because people didn't want to deal with someone who's trans it was scary for them and we're talking about social workers um, which is really fucked up um, but I've always done a lot of educating and I've been able to do things being trans that I wouldn't be able to do as a cis person, which would be like trans education coming from a reliable source, I guess. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. So 14, Rebecca and Amanda were interested in this question. What would have made it easier for you to come out? Religion sucked. Uh, Baptist, born-again, Christian, like you need to be a certain way, um, kind of really, really made my life a lot harder than it needed to be. Um, but I think it would have been easier if people were just, they would allow people to be who they are and not try to Oh, you're a boy, you're a girl, you have to do this, you have to do this. Um, we're starting to move away from it, but it's still there. And again, you know, that kind of dismantling our social, our social standards, that would have been made it easier. I mean, I think it's a lot easier for younger people now, but also like there's been some other stuff that I feel like has gone farther and has made it almost like laughable. And I'm wondering if those things, those kind of laughable things have been more about um, talking to Laurel about this and having them be more about, about um, people from the outside trying to like, to make us as trans people look ridiculous. So I'm not sure. Um, all right, so 15, uh, Lindsay, asked about this one. What has been the hardest part of your transition so far? Um, so because I'm agender, uh, because I don't really conform to physically to um, gender norms, uh, people not in the trans community who are, who are binary gender identified, um, it's been very, very hard sometimes to communicate with them because of them not understanding that like they're, they, I don't know. I think that they don't understand what it is to be agender, just like I don't understand how it is to be uh, binary gender in the same way. Um, not being believed by community and being kind of pushed off or saying, well, you're not trans enough or, oh, you're one of those or something like that. Um, has been really disheartening and kind of shitty um, and made it hard um, 
And I think also being part of the LGBT, but having kind of the LGB be a little bit weird towards trans people and me as a trans person has been very, very hard. Them not understanding, not caring to understand, getting offended when you try to correct them nicely, that kind of stuff. Um, and I, a lot of that correction and the, the butthurtness comes from white gay men, um, unfortunately, and uh, really staunch lesbians, but then later come out as trans. So I think it's the, them fighting them, themselves a little bit. Um, but, and I think that figuring out clothing, clothing has been a shit show. Clothing's been very, very hard for me to find just because of my body shape. Um, you know, if I was the ideal androgynous stick, you know, certain body type, it would be a different story, but I'm not. So that's been fun. Um, and I can't really afford the clothing that's a little bit more um, made for multiple body types. So I do what I can, and I think I dress pretty sharp. Like I look okay for work. I suppose they probably would have said something by now, but I think they, they're okay with it. Um, all right. So number sixteen was how do you know that you're trans? No one necessarily specifically asked for this one. How do you know that you're trans? Well, how I know? I, I can only speak from my own perspective. How do I know that I'm trans? Well, I know that I'm not fitting into the cis gender community like when they people some people know they're a girl some people know that they're a boy I, I don't fit into that it doesn't make sense to me I go along to get along or I did but it just was felt like a costume clothing felt like a costume playing a part felt like a part um, now I'm very much more myself part of this probably has to do with like my age and being more comfortable with myself but also like I am who I am and I kind of don't back down from that at this point. And I don't know, I just, I think I'm more comfortable. I'm able to carry myself a little bit differently. Um, number 17, how does it feel to transition? Uh, good and bad? I, that's a, it's a very odd question, um, but it's a mixed bag because like, it's very nerve wracking to have to try to tell people, to try to fit into society, to try to figure out who you are, especially as someone who's agender, like I don't really have like what that means, what that looks like. I don't have um, the role models. Now there's more people that identify as that, but I mean, it was very hard to like figure out, okay, well, I'm just who I am. So <sighs> internally, I just was more honest with myself and quit playing games. Externally, I changed how I dressed so I was a little bit more comfortable. So that's how it felt to transition. And I would say my transition's not over. Transition is a lifelong experience and we're transitioning all the time regardless of our cis or transgenderness. 18, I don't think anyone asked this one either. How did you tell your family, friends, work, etc.? I, okay, so every time I come out, like I do for work, I do tell them straight up because they're, they're going to know that something's going on. So I don't know that I have to tell, tell, um, and I don't tell all the details of what's going on, but I, I told family and friends through Facebook. I did a long 
kind of thing saying and I'm coming out as a gender this is what this means um and that was the best blanket way for me to say it there were also other people that I came out to privately I did get mostly support um from people or just you know because I would only tell people in person who I was comfortable with otherwise I didn't really um talk to people except for jobs now and I do ed still educate and tell people at work I just let them know like I am the I am like the token trans person at work that's what I tell them um which I am uh let's see so are you fully transitioned number 19 is are you fully transitioned no but I answered that already so number 20 Danny asked about this one so number 20 what was the hardest part of your experience as a trans person? Um, I think every time I hear that someone who's trans dies because of suicide, because of um, homicide, you know, just every time a trans person dies, even if they die, you know, from being older, it, it's hard because it makes me feel like that's my family that's dying and so I think that because I have attached myself to the trans community um, I do I feel like you know I have a responsibility to tr kind of hold up my end of the bargain of being a family member but also like the crushing feeling of like every time someone dies this sucks and also people in society not understanding like I could give a shit if a kid comes up to me like I am a girl I don't care about that but it's the people who look at me with disgust or like roll their eyes or like don't talk to me it, where it's just weirdness um, but you know I, I have gotten to the point where like it's not it doesn't hurt as bad most days So 21, why not just be a feminine guy or a masculine woman? Because um, I'm not a feminine guy or a masculine woman. Uh, yeah, that's why not. All right, so 22 is, how do you think your life would be different if you could have transitioned younger? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know because that's my, not my experience. Um, I, I, I mean, I feel like things in my life have kind of taken course the way they needed to. Um, I might have had more confidence when I was younger if I would have transitioned younger, but also I think it would have been harder because I grew up in a time where that wasn't really um, acceptable. Like it was to a point and then it wasn't and then it was again. So yeah, I don't know. I can't, I, I don't know if my life would be different. I just might have more confidence, but I also may not have um, just being younger. Good, so 23 and Luke asked about this. What is the best part about being trans? Uh, being part of the victories, being part of the community. Um, I, I do enjoy educating and seeing <laughs> one of the best things is seeing people's um, the light bulb go on or like their brain. What I, what I say, like when I'm educating, <laughs> so I do educating for um, 
for hospitals and things like that. But like seeing someone's brain kind of crack, do this crack thing where they're like, wait, everything I believed is bullshit? That's my favorite part. Um, and then them coming to the realization of like, okay, if everything I believe is bullshit, then I need to figure out what I believe. So that's probably my favorite part. I really do like being around other trans people. I like celebrating other trans people. Um, I think trans people are beautiful and I think that they're sexy and I think that they're wonderful and creative um, and better. I think they're better than cis people and that might sound shitty, but that's how I feel um, <laughs> because they've just been through more. All right. Um, so 24. No one asked this, but I'm still going to answer it. Uh, have you had any surgeries? Are you going to? Um, I have had a surgery. I may have another surgery. I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Um, and this is not necessarily a question that you should ask most people if you don't know. So I'm just not going to answer that. But yes, I have had a surgery for myself. So 25, um, Bill and Brooke asked about, oh, Brandon and Manda. Bill, Brooke, Brandon, and Manda asked about number 25. How can I make things better for you? Um, so, I mean, if you're a cis person, you can ask about pronouns. If you fuck them up, don't make a big deal about them. Don't make it about you. Don't create some drama. You know, if you fuck up, just correct yourself and then maybe later apologize and be like, hey, I'm sorry. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, so just try harder. And thanks for apologizing and acknowledging that you fucked up. I think that's a, that's a, that it will go a long way. Also, when you hear people saying things about trans people um, that are derogatory or like ignorant, like be feel free to educate people. Sometimes uh, cis people will hear things better from other cis people than they do from trans people. And uh, maybe they don't know, they don't know anyone or they don't know that they know anyone that's trans. And so, of course, the unknown is very scary. It would be frightening. Correcting other people on pronouns, usually after trans people have left, would be good. And speaking about a trans person with their pronouns. Um, so, for instance, my pronouns are... Z in here. And I know that sometimes people talk, say things about my pronouns like they, them. Um, and I'm like, okay, you can say that, but that's not my pronouns. Those are not my pronouns. So actually doing the correct pronouns would be super awesome. And knowing them and then sticking to them and figuring out how better to say them. Honestly, I personally would rather have someone ask me a million times, wait, how do you say your pronouns? Like, how do you say them? I'm sorry, I'm not getting it. Like, can you tell me, use it in a sentence? Um, I'd be more than happy to help someone with that. That's not something to talk about in public, but definitely more than happy to help people with that. So that's how you can help. So the next one is 26. And no one necessarily asked about this one, still gonna answer it. What are, your most, what are you most excited about in your transition? Being seen as me. Pretty simple. Uh, 27, what is non-binary? Well, non-binary is an umbrella term for anyone that doesn't fit in with binary. So binary being man, woman, because that's what we um, see. Um, being male, female, that's also a binary. So something that's not that. 
and there are things that are not that um how i kind of explain it is like we don't have two hair colors like natural we don't have just blonde hair and black hair we have a whole spectrum of colors in between um but it's not just blondes and brunettes like we have a beautiful rainbow of colors and i think that like everything in nature a variety is the spice of life and variety is loved in nature because that means variety makes people be able to survive um, it makes nature be able to survive so i think it's very natural to not just it's humans that like to categorize to help understand but sometimes these are things that we need to understand that is someone's own call on things all right so 28 what do you wish you could tell younger you as a trans person? I think I would tell myself that it doesn't get better because <laughs> the whole thing, it gets better thing, I think is kind of bullshit. But I do think that we get better at dealing with things. We get more comfortable in our skin. We get better at having those kind of canned answers that makes it easier. Um, that even if you're trans, you can be successful. Um, you Sometimes there isn't a job for you or there is no set thing for you, but you have to carve your place out for yourself. I know that I've done that over and over in my life and I've been, it does take a little bit more work, but I've been successful doing it and I feel comfortable in that. So 29, Riley asked about this one. Uh, 29 is what are you most excited about in your transition excited about excited for in my transition well I mean I I like experiences I like to try new things so since transition is lifelong um, I, I, I I don't know like I'm excited to try new things I do like meeting new people trying new things being in new places I do like traveling. I really would like to travel for work, but that's not happening right now because <laughs> um, I'm getting my license, so blah. But also, that's a good thing. Uh, and then 30, Riley also asked about this. This was the uh, open question of, are you happy? And I would say overall, I am happy. I'm not gonna say every minute I'm happy because I feel like that's insanity. Um, but you know, I overall, I'm happy where I am in my life. I'm happy with myself. I'm more or less happy with my body. There's things I could change. Um, but I think I'm happy with who I am and how I am and how I see myself. As far as what other people see, I mean, I don't know, but I think I, think I do okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I actually am happy and I think it took me a long time to be happy and I'm not happy every day, but... I do um, feel like I'm fairly well settled. So anyway, for Transgender Day of Visibility, this is Orion, and these were my answers <laughs> to all your questions. Um, I really appreciate people uh, participating. We're gonna put a survey out pretty soon, which I know we keep saying, but we're gonna put a survey out probably on SurveyMonkey just to see what y'all wanna hear about because I know some people really um, engage in the Facebook page but don't necessarily listen to the podcast or vice versa um, but we do use it you know together because there is so much stuff coming out all the time and I do want to apologize for not getting 
uh, podcast out each week, but with the coronavirus stuff, there was a lot of things in the air, and I know that Blue's uh, dealing with his own stuff, and now we can't get together, and we want to keep each other safe and our families safe. So anyway, um, on that note, I'm going to sign off, and, uh, and we will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Hey mobsters, this is Orion. Um, so we got this uh, episode out really late. We're having some technical issues and things have been moving so quickly that I just wanted to apologize that we got this out so late. Um, today we've gotten news that the administration has taken off safeties for trans people as far as um, insurance and healthcare. Um, and so I'm hoping that we can get together soon and touch base on that but just wanted to acknowledge that this is put out pretty late and so I hope that you enjoy the episode welcome to trans mafia I'm blue I'm Ryan and, and we're joined by Laurel this week I'm Laurel here. sneaking on so uh, we, we're calling this meeting to order because there's some weird shit going on in the U.S. and actually like around the world. But I think this is coming to a head and it's very strange yeah, uh, and a little shifty shady. And so we wanted to kind of talk about it just to get some information out there so people can be safe or feel like they're a little bit more informed or like if you can't actually go out and join a, um, a protest like how you can contribute. Um, yeah. so Laurel's been doing a shit ton of research. Um, and I know that you do that too. I have not. And I just get secondhand everything because I'm working. <laughs> but I get to hear yeah. it secondhand from people. So, uh, yeah. I've been more, I've been more verifying information I hear because there's a lot of information out there about things and situations and some of it's true and some of it's not and especially because of what's going on i want as much factual information as possible you know what i mean mm -hmm. and that's a smart way to be yeah so i know that has anything that's has anything weird well everything's weird right now but um maybe we could first talk about that weird um photo op in front of the the church that oh. he's never been in and oh. the Bible, he doesn't know. Oh, the pussy grabber in chief? Yeah, yes. he... Then he denied doing it. He denied blasting the protesters with tear gas and stuff so he could walk the street. But if you follow the sequence of events, that's exactly what he did. Because they showed on CNN tonight, you can see William Barr, he's just his attorney general, standing in the background. And then they clear the streets and then they walk across. So, like, what does he think? Everybody's stupid? Does he think we don't know what he did? Um, I think he does think everybody's stupid and he's the smartest because he's got a good brain, but he's not a doctor or a scientist, but he's got a good brain and he has relatives that are scientists and doctors. He also has relatives that are members of the KKK. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> as far as any of his relatives go, this is the lineage of the family line. I'm not impressed by any of them, no matter what they do or what they are. <laughs> so yes. right there with you. So uh, for those not know and I highly I do recommend like going on YouTube and watching so I watch a lot of like Trevor Noah and Stephen Colbert and like stuff like that because I have to take everything in like a comedic yeah. stream but I also know that they fact check stuff 
Yeah, I like Don Lemon too for that. Yeah. Yeah. What? Don Lemon what from CNN mean? is very good at that. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to get first first line uh, view of the protests that are going on, I know especially in Minnesota, um, Unicorn Riot. Okay. Has been reporting that. Okay. Um, that's, that's online, and they've been they've been around for a bit. Um, okay. So they have, you know, they have commentary. They go and actually interview people. Um, but anyway, yeah. So photo op. For those who don't know, do you want to explain what happened with the lovely photo op? Me or you? Me or Laurel? Me? Are you familiar? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he decided that he wanted to go hold a Bible in front of this church across from the street from the White House, crawl out of his little bunker that he was in because he was scared of what was going on, and um, go across the street to hold a Bible in front of this church. Well, there were protesters in front of the White House. So despite what the White House said, what I saw on video and what the world saw on video is what I'm going to explain happened despite what he said because he's a fucking liar and I don't trust him. So he's... He sent, in Attorney Barr, sent the Washington, I think it was the Washington, D.C. police out there to push the protesters back. Not only do that, they shot him with um, rubber bullets and pepper spray, or tear gas, so that they could cross the street and take a photo op in front of this church with him holding a Bible. And the funny thing is, a lot of his pictures, including this one, are remakes of pictures of Hitler. Ah, I did not pic- know that. That's fucking Hitler. And... There's a picture of whole of Hitler doing the same exact pose with the Bible in front of a church. Maybe and that's like just really his idol. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, oh. it's very gross. I posted the picture of it on Facebook, but yeah, it's just everything. He's doing a lot of things that are very, very, very Hitler-esque. Yeah. People need to pay I, attention. I would definitely agree with that. Um, and there's two details, too, that I felt like got left out of the, the explanation one of them if you were watching the press conference i guess you would call it in the rose garden right before he comes on there's a big boom yeah you can rewatch it back and everybody was you know i know i was wondering what was going on none of the press seemed to really be reacting um and very soon after he came on to speak of course we connect the dots later after the fact it was probably uh you know the use of the the tear gas and whatever else they were doing um, with those protesters. But at that particular church, they actually had members of that congregation with a medic tent. Yeah, that's right. With water. And that is actually, I, I think, you know, coming from military background, you'll be able to confirm this with me. But isn't that like a war crime? Like you can't go after medic tent isn't there some kind of well i think it's i think if it's a military tent i don't know what was it a military tent no it was not a military tent but it was definitely a clearly defined medic tent people were wearing you know the the big red cross across them so they were easily identifiable yeah Um, well you know some of the people that he shot with pepper grass and tear spray, tears and 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 bullets were priests from that church. Yep. They were out there working, mm-hmm. and now all these religious leaders are going, "What the fuck did you do?" They're not agreeing with him at all on this. They're saying, telling him he was wrong, and he's still standing yeah. on his pompous, righteous attitude that everything he does is okay. And it's just, it's oh my god, it's it's gross. It's very gross. Yeah. 
I mean, if honestly, and I'm like, I'm, I'm saying this truthfully and honestly, like if this is not the antichrist, I don't know who is. And I know that like, it sounds like it's a joke, but like, if you're Christian and you were voting for this guy and you're like, yeah, he's our guy. And then you look at all the shit that he's done. Yeah, no, I seriously, yeah. Those, um, those papers from court came out too. The affidavits. Mm -hmm. From, from the uh, case that was brought against him in 2016 by the woman that says she was raped by him when she was 12. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's a fun one to read. Well, you know, Um, even with all these protests going on, the police are still not getting the message. You know, I just watched a videotape in Brooklyn where they pushed an old man down and cracked his skull. Not once, but twice. You know, they pulled those, those, those teenagers, those college kids out of that car in Georgia with tasers. For what? They weren't doing anything. They pepper sprayed and bulleted, uh, or rubber bulleted a reporter. In Minneapolis, they arrested two reporters out of the three, and the two they arrested were black. They're not getting the message that what they're doing is not okay. They're not getting it. What, what, what besides these riots is gonna make everybody understand that this, they're not getting it. Well, it's like there's some, some brainwashing effect in action or something because you know, well, people don't go after people in that way. Even somebody who's a soldier, like there's still a, you know, there's still a code of of ethics. I would imagine of you know, avoid children, of what you know, avoid people that are not involved with who you're trying to go after. And it just seems like they're going after anybody and everybody. And I don't know how a well person could do that. And continue to do that. I don't know how anybody that's well could continue to stand behind him and say that what he's doing is okay and say that they're planning on voting for him again and they support everything that he's doing or most of the things that he's doing. Now, most of the Republicans are starting to, oh, I'm not so sure. You know, um, Senator Murkowski from Arkansas today came out and said, oh, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to stand behind him in September. What's not to be sure about? The only thing not to be sure about is whether or not you have a goddamn conscience. Like, that's yeah. what you need to be sure about. You don't need to be sure about whether or not you can support this dictator that's in the White House. That should be a given. And if it's not a given, I'm very concerned and you need to be voted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point. There's a, There's a few things that are going on with this. And this is what I've seen in clients. And, like, of course, I'm not going to, like, say anyone specific. But over and over again, I've had people say... You know, I've had to take people off my face. I've had to, you know, unfriend people on my Facebook because of the COVID stuff. They were like, oh, it's fake. I mean, not a real thing. And then now they're like, now I'm just getting rid of everybody else because they're, they're, you know, talking about the protests, like they're riots and they're looting. And it's like, they're not seeing the bigger picture. No. And they're talking racist. They're being racist. And they're talking about this, like, there's not shit being set up. There's t- They're talking about this, like, it's, like it is oh shame on them for looting and i'm like that's okay there's looters and they're protesters Mm -hmm. and i don't necessarily think that looting is wrong in this occasion i don't think Um, i don't think looting is wrong what i think is wrong is people that are not having any part of the protests using the protest as cover for looting and doing other illegal things that's what i don't agree with i don't hey if the protesters are looting 
and doing their thing, you go, do your thing and be badass at it. But don't be here, become Johnny, come down the street. Oh, they're looting. So I'm gonna go in here and steal TVs, but have nothing to do with that, with the protest. To me, those are the guys that are doing something wrong, not the protesters. Does that make sense? I want to make myself very clear on that because I'm 100% with the protesters and I don't want people to think I don't agree with what they're doing. I absolutely 100% do. <laughs> and, and that's how I feel to a point, except, you know, with um, with Target, the Target that got looted in, in Minneapolis, the CEO of Target, what did he say, Laurel? Oh, he came forward with a statement saying, you know, don't worry about it. We'll make sure everybody gets paid. We'll, everything will be fixed. Don't stress about it the press and was really hanging on with the but, but the target but the target and so he's already released the statement to say don't worry about us we're good we're fine Tar the target stores are fine and there's still people worried about the fucking target stores the target stores aren't worried about the target stores because they know how they have enough money the guy i think he sent it out because he actually he felt like he could understand why it happened mm -hmm. he understood so like and they showed, I think it was in New York, there was another target which people were trying to go after and the Black Lives Matter uh, people were actually making a human barricade to block that. Because, you know, it's as much as, you know, I, looting in itself can be a form of protest. It's not one that I have personally partaken in, but it's a different variety of it. Um, people also recognize that, you know, we still got to get the baby formula. We still got to feed our families. We still got, you know, we need supplies, you know, so there's this, this learning that's going on. And I've seen this with other movements when things get so hyped up that they get to the level of these, these kinds of massive demonstrations that there's a lot of people that are very new mm -hmm. and are not really familiar with the principles of the movement and the, the goals and all of that. Um, so you're seeing some some of that going on as well, but they're absolutely blue. There are definitely people who are exploiting the situation with no cause other than to, I don't know. I mean, there was, yeah, I mean, the, you know, impulsive, a lot of it. Yeah. And there's also the Antifa, the fake Antifa account uh -huh. on Twitter, yeah, which was already been cleared that it's actually not the you know folks that are anti-fascist running it it's actually the white supremacists that were running it to get all these young people to follow basically follow direction and to go loot in mass yeah you know there was a cop shot here saturday night right by circus circus and apparently the guy that shot him didn't have anything to do with the situation there was scuffle, the cop was i think scuffling with somebody and the guy walked by and said be good opportunity and just shot the cop in the back of the head mm-hmm you know, and it's like, I understand people's frustrations, but I mean, that's not right either. Mm -hmm. You know, just because you don't like somebody's uniform doesn't mean that you just walk by and, oh, here's a good opportunity, pop them in the head, you know, I mean. Mm -hmm. I think that may have been gang related. It might have been because the guy was a gang member, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, because things are so chaotic, it's a ripe opportunity for people who like to exploit you know these kinds of situations right. for their own personal private whatever yeah and it's like go ahead go ahead oh, you're good yeah what happened in in minneapolis was like 
I just watched in shock as that all unfolded. You know, and I'm so glad that they arrested those officers. They should have arrested them very much sooner. Anybody else would have been arrested on the spot had that happened. And the medical coroner right. who lied. Right, and the medical coroner who lied because they got several autopsies afterwards and um, disputed what he wrote, um, what he what he put mm-hmm. in his report. He was trying to cover up, you know. But here's the thing, too, though. Two days later, after George, after this guy in Minneapolis, George was killed. There was a guy, there was a trans man in Florida killed. His name was Tony Dade. And he was shot and killed by the police, too. And nobody's talking about that. Nobody. Well, this is a, I, I, you know, we've been posting a lot about this on the page. I've been seeing it a lot within uh, the black trans community online. Right. Um, who I'm tapped in. But I wanted to actually ask Orion, you know, coming from a clinical perspective, to kind of explain, you know, the dynamics and play of when somebody effectively surrenders to the police by means of suicide. Yeah. So there's there's um, a term called suicide by cop, right. and a lot of African American men choose to do this. They do. Um, because they know that they'll get shot. Um, so what they do is they go out with a weapon and this is, this is one of the ideas that may have happened with this kid, Mm -hmm. but they choose to go out with a weapon, you know, swing it around and know that they'll get shot and go ahead. He didn't have a weapon when they shot him. They found the weapon at the crime scene. So here's what happened with this case. It's kind of a fucked up case. Um, he had, he, he had a criminal history. He'd been in prison. Somebody where he lived in his apartment complex had been harassing him for being trans. Um, amongst some other things. So he'd been get, going back and forth with this guy. And he was afraid that something was going to happen. He's going to go back to jail. So he made a video on Facebook saying, if anything happens, I'm going out suicide by cop because I'm not going back to jail. But a young black man in, or black man in Florida, I don't blame the guy. He's scared, terrified of what could happen to him, right? Um, so he got into it with this guy again. I guess he stabbed the guy. Somebody did. At this point, they don't know. They, I, I don't think they still know if it was him or somebody else he was walking i guess the cop thought that he met the fit had the fit the description of who they were looking for and opened fire on the guy he didn't have a weapon when they opened fire the knife was found back at the scene yeah they pulled up on him and opened fire no questions asked no conversation nope um and so that's the whole thing with and I was kind of explaining it, not just like for you, because I feel like you kind of know that stuff, but for listeners, I, I think sometimes people don't know that this stuff happens. Yep. We don't count those as suicides. Right. And, what, and then what happens with intergenerational trauma, all these different factors mm-hmm. that play into this, that, you know, we don't hear about when they discuss these stories, but they're, you know, they're completely intertwined. Right. You can't separate them. And this is why I'm I'm really struggling with this because I keep thinking back and nobody's mentioned this in the news. I haven't seen anything reported about it, but we are the 99%. This looks a lot, the protests, how they're organized looks a lot like that. Yeah. And actually it matters came out of that. But nobody's talking about that. And those protests were fairly they were very benign. Yeah. But they just people. You know, they got in the way. But police did not react to those protests like they're reacting to these protests. And I think it's because cops are involved and they're being called on their shit. And they're saying, 
it's not a cop can be okay. There's a reporter saying, you know, well, you know, it just takes a few bad apples. And I'm like, what they're not understanding about that phrase, it takes a few bad apples. When you have a bucket of apples and there's a couple of bad ones, it rots all of them. Mm-hmm. Gotta throw the whole fucking bunch out. So if we need to go throw the whole, and oh, and on that note, um, there was something that I found about how to email all of your, um, uh, your city, state, um, executors, I don't know, uh, senators and mayor, um, about asking to, for the police to be defunded. Yeah. And so people can do, um, and I believe that that's been posted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's posted. So I would highly encourage people to do that because if you can't get out and do process, and a lot of us can't, a lot of us have stuff that we, that are very important. Like we got to take care of our families or we're just not in the best health. Like, or it's, like, it's re-traumatizing if yeah. it's not, you know, if it's not going to be good for your mental health to, you know, an extreme and you're not going to be safe and not be able to recuperate from it, don't go out. There are other ways and rest is a form of resistance as well. There's actually a page specifically dedicated to that and there's something called the nap nap ministry Mm. um talking about marginalized people especially black people who you know for how many generations not been allowed to rest Mm. that that is that's valid too yeah i mean i for me it's very um it's very it shows me as anxiety like I, we were, I was barely getting over being cooped up from COVID, and I'm like, oh great, this is over. I can continue on with some normalcy, and then um, this happens, you know. Um, but the difference is, like with COVID-19, uh, or rather with the riots, like it's on every channel. You can't escape the violence. You can't see it on TV, and it's like, it's. I've had to be careful what I watch. You know what I mean? So I can sleep at night, and it's just very very disheartening to see that this being encouraged by the White House um, and by the pussy grabber that's sitting in, the, in there as president right now because this is all because of him. All of this, all this racial unrest. No, let me back up. Not all of it. It's been brewing, but he's encouraging it. And with his racist policies and attitudes and remarks and comments, this is why this is happening. Yeah. Yep. This is very much a, oh, well, let's just help this along. Yeah. But the people, the people with the stands, it says free bricks. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't. That's the just, mysterious that's just, bricks. Yeah, the bricks that just keep showing up everywhere. Yeah. Kind of like how drugs, in the, in the past, drugs have shown up in minority neighborhoods and so have guns. No explanation. Yeah, I, we don't know. I've heard the police are dropping off the bricks. I've heard different people. I don't know who is, but that's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, you know, there are a bunch of guns that were supposed to be passed passed out into uh, Mexico, and they lost them all. Yeah, it was under Eric Holder and the Obama. See, and here's here's for me with the issue with the police is they all need to be retrained and they all need to have their powers limited to much more, to much less than what they have now. Because like in Atlanta, you know, for the officers that got charges for pulling those black kids out of the car with tasers were black. Mm-hmm. One of the officers that was involved in the whole George Floyd arrest was black. 
you would think they would know better not to treat their own kind their own people like that but what are they doing because they can and not be held accountable well and also when you give and we were kind of talking about this before too with um military and i know that you have military so maybe you can speak on this but you give a kid from you know who has no power has no money you give them a gun you tell them that they're they're in charge and they can do what they want what do you think is going to happen they're going to do what they want right <laughs> like you and her and i'm not saying all soldiers are bad i'm not saying that all police are bad but the the way that we allow these these entities to work is that they create a you don't tell on anybody you you know you keep it in the family i mean this works like freaking mob shit you don't tell anybody you do what we say we're one mind you know we don't tell on each other you know well it's like and then that is accountable yeah and it's a brotherhood you know I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and lie and tell you that, like when I was over, when I was over in Iraq, that innocent people weren't killed that shouldn't have been. There were, and there were bad soldiers. That, there were bad soldiers that did that. You know, um, so there's bad people everywhere, um, but you got to have some sort of moral conscience to know that you cannot lay, lean on a lay on a man's neck for eight minutes and expect him to be able to breathe still and be okay. And there's a history of this. Well, and this. I mean, it happened to Eric Garner in New York. I mean, they don't. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm done. Oh no, no, no. Go ahead. It's all about um, Eric Garner in New York. He was. He was. It was that about three years ago, maybe I guess now. I think it was 2016 or something. He uh, was outside selling cigarettes. I guess they thought they were accusing him of doing, and they chokehold. They got my chokehold from behind. Within minutes, the guy was dead. So this is not the first time. There's a history of this happening, and they're still allowed to do it. Yep. They all need to be retrained on what is okay and what is not. And the other thing is, is like, and I was telling somebody this earlier, they, as much reality TV as I watch, I get so irritated because I see these cops all the time walk up to a car and go, oh, I'm going to search your car because I smell pot or I see something, when they don't. They right. should not be allowed to lie to search. They should not be allowed to lie to interrogate or to get false confessions or any of that. It's bullshit. We get charged with an offense if we lie to the police. And they can get away with doing it? No. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, but it's not just the misleading in, in, you know, when you're out searching people, they do it in court. I know. Under, under sworn testimony they will lie because they are that brotherhood and they've got to protect their brother and they know some shit went down they know that you know um 50 baggies of freaking weed were there and all of a sudden there's only 20 yeah. yeah i mean there there is no like check and balance no it's a good old boys club it's all internal and they're like well we got the fbi to come in and search but it's like how are they able able to even get in right Right. And then what do they do when they do find out? Fire the whole place? No, they can't. That's not how it works. Well, and the problem is, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these black men that they're stopping and black people, black women, black children, even that they're harassing. I've seen him. I've seen him do it in Chicago. 
you know, I just, uh, it's so frustrating. I can't even finish the thought about it because it just frustrates me thinking about it. Um, but they, they, that's the excuse that they use is weed, 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 weed. Come on. You got nothing better to do than use weed as an excuse to harass people? Like, really? I I mean, well, I mean, stop and absolutely 100% like racist based. Oh yeah, it's too easy to profile. They profile all the time. You know, I got profiled once in Texas and it was not a fun experience at all. I don't ever want to go through that experience ever again. I got stopped um, for not, I went to get cigarettes and I didn't have my ID. So I I forgot my wallet in my house. So I started to walk back to my house and on the way back, I got stopped and asked my ID by a cop. And I told him, I said, I came up here to get cigarettes. I don't have my ID, but I'm going home to get it. Well, in the state of Texas, they can hold you for up to 72 hours if you don't have an ID to determine who you are. I'm What's that? I'm losing your voice. Oh, um, in the state of, can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. In the state of Texas, they can hold you for up to 72 hours to verify who you are. <laughs> yeah. So after my packers put on full display for everybody at the cop station, you know, my binder and being thrown into the woman's cell, uh, then they started asking me all these questions and then this one cop he's like he's like well aren't you black and i'm like well i'm mixed he's like no i think you're black and i'm like well you can think whatever you want i am part black but i'm mixed like i just said and it was just whole conversation with this white cop about race and i was like why why is this all necessary you know and i think that's why he i think that's why he stopped me now to be quite to be quite honest because i wasn't doing anything wrong i wasn't in the wrong neighborhood you know, I got stopped because I had nappy hair and I look black. That anti-black sentiment runs deep. It, that really sucks. I'm sorry. It does. I mean, and it was like, at, that's the first time I really realized that, man, I gotta be really careful what I do because that never happened to me before, you know? Well, and, and like, you know, you go one place and like, you know, you definitely would like pass away, but you go another place and then there's those little things where people divide up. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the shitty part. You loved Texas, right? You want to go back? No, I would never live there again, especially now that I have a kid. <laughs> but uh, I did like it. I mean, if I ever did, Austin's probably the only place I'd ever consider in the state of Texas, and that'd be a real far stretch. Um, what's that? It's super liberal. Oh yeah, it's it's amazingly liberal. Austin's crazy, but even Austin's starting to get a little bit more conservative and a little, a little bit more too tied down for me. So I think I'm good with Texas. <laughs> I know that Laurel has a couple things to talk about because like for resources mm. yeah yeah there's a few resources i want to share there's a lot more um out there but uh given limited time for the one podcast i'll just stick with the three um but please do go to our facebook page i am on there daily pretty much and uh we share a lot of resources 
And um, so uh, I'm going to focus on uh, political first. Um, so, you know, we talked earlier about contacting your representatives. Um, there's a service called Resist Bot, like resistance and bot. Um, and you can use that to contact your representatives and elected officials. And it's it's effectively a tax, sorry, text to fax system. So it's a way to write them a letter. Um, and you can do it very easily over text. Uh, so you want to text resist, R-E-S-I-S-T, to the number 50409. And it'll help guide you through the whole process. And it also gives you the option to share your letters publicly on Twitter. If that's something you'd like to do to help, you know, inspire other people and also uh, contact your representatives that way as well, because a lot of them are also on Twitter. Um, the next one related to uh, political fair is a website called defund12.org. That's D-E-F-U-N-D-1-2 dot O-R-G. And uh, Orion was referring to that earlier on um, regarding how to contact your representatives um, to let them know that you want to defund the police department. Um, now, yes, the police departments get a massive amount of funds. And now these are funds that we pay into as taxpayers. And, um, you know, these are this is money that could be going towards schools, towards hospitals, towards making sure we have, you know, medical supplies for mental a pandemic, care. mental health care, you know, all sorts of things like that. So uh, it's really important to be involved and you don't even have to, you know, be, if you're for some reason are not able to be a registered voter because you're a felon or something like that, you can still use these services to get your, your voice Which out Which is there. bullshit, by the way. Um, if you're a felon, you should be allowed to vote as long as you use your time. Sorry, I had to say that. I agree, 100%. <laughs> So the last of the three um, is something that's not political, at least in that way. Um, this is a new text line hotline. I believe it's only for texting though at this point. It's 24 seven run and it's specifically for uh, black LGBTQ plus people. So please, if you are not black, if you are not part of the LGBTQ plus uh, population. We thank you for listening and wanting to be involved, but please do not contact the service. There Fuck are, the fuck out. There are other services available to you. Um, so this service is called Black Line. Uh, the phone number is 1-800-604-5841 and it says Black Line, a 24-7 hotline now has the option for you to text. Black Line provides a space for peer support and counseling reporting of mistreatment, affirming the lived experiences to folks who are more impacted by systemic oppression with an LGBTQ plus black femme lens. So check that out if, if you're in need of that kind of support. And I'll add all of this in the description of what we're doing today because I know there's a lot of information that Laurel just kind of like spat out there. Um, so if you need like a visual we're going to put those on the page. We're going to uh, put in the description. But yeah, hopefully, you know, you guys can reach out if you need help. If you feel like you need some support, please yeah. do that. Y'all want to hear about something else Dirty Trump is doing? Oh, he do please. and Betsy DeVos are illegally holding student loans. Or tax, tax, or tax, tax, tax checks. They're not supposed to. So if you're in default, they hold you tax checks for your student loan. Like mine's got held for the last like seven years now. 
But because of the CARES Act, which is due to the stimulus um, um, check and a bunch of other stuff, they're not supposed to hold your tax refund check if you're if you're in debt over your student loans. But they're doing it anyway and refusing to release them. Isn't that lovely? That's yeah, awesome. We do what we want. That's what the government does. Do what we do. Do, do whatever we want. We don't care what the what the law is. We do what we want. And two, with this new, with this second installment of quote stimulus, is now coming on a card. Which my first concern is, oh, okay, so that they can collect. But the data. Senate didn't pass that yet, correct? Because I don't. The Senate didn't pass what? that yet, did they? I believe they did. People have already received them and accidentally shredded them. I thought those were the cards for the first round, not-, not the second round. The second round, it doesn't say from U.S. Treasury. It says from some other company that does oh, these yeah. cards. It's like a cash. Oh, wow. Okay. I know that they've been doing some refunds, like actual tax refunds and cards, um, because people don't have checking Yeah, I accounts. think they're starting to use like Venmo and other services, too, to release that money. Um, I wrote a letter to Jackie Rosen, uh, who's my representative, and Dina Titus, and said, hey, y'all need to help me because they're violating the law. <laughs> You know, and there's a class action suit against Betsy DeVos for doing exactly what she's doing. And it's, she also just recently put out, uh, put out a directive to public schools that said if, that if they support transgender athletes, that they'll be defunded. I did see that. So it's just, it's an all out full brutal attack on anybody and anything that they don't agree with. And it's just ridiculous. We just need to get these people out in November. Out, out, out. Well, and, you know, Trump, of course, you know, made some uh for pride month made some like pro trump oh yeah t-shirts. trump that's disgusting right yeah no 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 thing and then you know pride month is talking about you know not making oh making gay marriage yeah. illegal mm-hmm. and adoption again oh they're yeah they're trying to make gay adoption well not gay adoption but gay couples to adopt and that affects single parents and things like that yeah well. there's just it's just an all-out brutal attack based on ignorance and religion religious freedom uh, i belong to a religion that mm-hmm. allows me the freedom to say whatever the fuck i want about them so that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> it's not it's religious yeah. tyranny it's using using exactly like why i have such a hard yeah. time with religion you don't the freaking bible so you can bash somebody no, over the head with it. That's not what you you're know, doing. You, pose in front of them. Yeah, you never use religions to oppress. That's what they're doing. They're using religion as an excuse to oppress. Um, well, that's what yeah. and Christianity have a bad track record with that. Um, oh, another thing there with the um, the bishop. Bishop, whoever's in charge of the, the churches, the person who was in charge of the church, I don't know if it's a priest or a pastor or what they call them, but they they were upset because the presidency, they did not get, they didn't get right. permission to be in that picture. They didn't get permission there and they were berated by, like it was totally uh, absolutely bullshit and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, you know what? If the religious people are saying 
against you then the only hope i have is that you know now some of these republicans are finally getting to get some balls and tits and say maybe he's not the maybe he's not doing the right thing and maybe we don't need to support this anymore you know and then along with all the other priests and every or the politicians and everybody else hopefully they'll buck him because mitt romney's starting to revenge i mean mitt romney's not a nice guy he's a republican jerk yeah. just like the rest of them but he's had enough and he's been one of the first ones to stand up against what trump's doing so hopefully he can get some people to follow him and do the right thing and and have some sort of integrity about themselves. Well, whenever I see people talk, like if they're talking and Trump is right there, it's like I can see a look in their eyes like, I better say everything nice so he doesn't fucking fire me. Like how many people has he fired or quit while he's been in Well, in yeah, I mean, recently... Body count. Well, yeah, I mean, recently, you know, he, uh, Mattis came out and, and against him. One of his the Secretary of Defense, I think it is, came out and, and, and against him. I wonder how long that guy's going to have his job, right? Um, and these people are just coming out saying enough is enough is enough. And so I'm hoping that can, a trend that continues and people keep saying enough is enough is enough. In Congress or somebody, what's that? The military commander quit after because what Trump is doing, like yeah. firing on people, is illegal. Um, calling shit that he that is so illegal, he doesn't have the power. He's saying shit, right. and they're trying to make it happen. Even the again back to the safety points. Uh, bring your own water if at all possible. There have been some concerns with tainted water. If you taste, if you get water that was donated and it tastes sweet or off in any way, do not drink it. There have been people. Yeah, make sure it's sealed. It's a sealed freeze. bottle if they give it to you. Um, even if it's sealed, there's to unfortunately to um to still you know do things to make it look like they're legit. That's why we Tylenol, the whole Tylenol poisoning case thing. That's why we now have tamper-proof uh, caps on bottles and everything now. Um, just be aware of that. Uh, not, you know, my intention is not to scare anybody. It's just to inform so you're aware. Um, and also be aware of, you know, the people that have been the quote mm -hmm. aggravators. Is that what they're referring to? Agitators. Agitators. Um, they're wearing all black. Different than the rest of the crowd. So be aware of that. Um, if you feel unsafe, don't, you know, don't be afraid to say something to the people that are with you. Um, because we do kind of have to work together um, and make sure that the, the whole group is safe or as safe as we can be. Um, you know, I, I don't, I've, I have no experience being involved in demonstrations that are at the level of having SWAT involved, so I can't really speak on that, but I am on a personal level, but I have been sharing resources on the page, on our Facebook page, so please refer back. Uh, I'm regularly sharing information that's helpful like something that recently was shared by the los angeles boonie collective was really helpful and a shared insight that i didn't have uh, regarding if you're fat and out protesting that uh one of the one of the things that can happen is that if you end up getting uh restraints put on you uh if they're put from the behind you can actually uh lose your like mm -hmm. your what do they call it, asphyxiation from that so if you are fat, make a fuss and make sure that they restrain you from the front. Um, they they have their own protocols that if you have certain kind of body types, they have to handle things a certain way. So um, just be aware of that as well. Um, 
because we have all different types of body types out there. And, uh, you know, you're, you're valid too. And we want to make sure everybody's as safe as we can possibly be. Um, and uh, in terms of, you know, conversing with one another, we've recently learned that mm-hmm. Zoom, the service that uh, so many have been using, uh, is now, there's public news out that those conversations yeah. are not going to be private. So if you need to have conversations, what you need to have private, I would not use Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, be aware that, you know, Messenger, WhatsApp, all these mm-hmm. things are not encrypted at the level to have them really be private. You um, can actually use VC. VC is what doctors use. Um, and there you can actually get it free. So VC is HIPAA mm-hmm. compliant, which means no. It's good to know. There. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, another thing to be aware of in our conversations, please, please be aware that uh, things like hyperbole do not translate well. Uh, so, you know, using expressions like, oh, we should kill that person, even if it's joking, completely joking, no intent behind it, um, that could be used against you. So just be aware of the language that you're using. Um, this is one thing to be having a conversation away from when you're being recorded yeah. or, you know, logged, um, you know, I believe myself, but just be conscious of that. A while back, I was talking story. about an organization and I said on Facebook, I'm like, oh, we should blow them up, meaning blow up their information, blow up what they're doing. You know what I mean? And I got a call from the LVMPD. I was like, dang. I said, did you read what I wrote? They're like, yeah, we know what you meant. I'm like, then why are you calling me? But yeah, they don't play. They're just everybody's yeah. alert and being and this very was several months ago, but yeah. And, um, just be just. It's going to be that much more so now because they have already had a number of people get caught because they have been posting on Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter. You know what they're you know making those kinds yeah. of comments with intent behind them, right? And because after. Patriot Act, when you say anything like that, unfortunately, after the Patriot Act, you can be seen as a terrorist and they have permission to come and shoot you without really any questioning. They can do whatever they want. Um, There have been changes to the Patriot Act, but I do, you can actually get it online, but I do encourage people to actually read it because when it came out right after 9-11, it came out so quickly that it's just been sitting there in the wings for something to happen. Uh, so, um, yeah, some of those laws that have been made before have, have caused these problems. And if you have questions specifically regarding, you know, legal issues, please don't be afraid yeah. to reach out to the ACLU. They're very much on top of this stuff. They will answer your questions happily. Um, we've met a lot of really wonderful folks for, um, at different events uh, from ACLU that have been in attendance. So um, please don't be afraid to reach out to them. Sure. Whew, that was a lot. <laughs> Thank you, Blue, for putting your child away so we could do this. Um, I, I wanted to do it the other day, but I was just like, I just couldn't. Um, but I'm just, everything is, is just moving very, very quickly. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, just, very the frame of mind I'm in, I haven't been able to really concentrate on doing too many things like I should. Um, you know, and I'm just, trying to keep my mind occupied and not think about things that are going on. It's very it's scary to me. It's very scary to me and it causes me a lot of anxiety and PTSD. So I try to keep myself. 
no, 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 you're fine. Um, but that brings self-care, please. You know, that is a form of activism in and of itself to take care of yourself when all the institutions around you are keeping you from being able to do that. So please, if you need to take mm -hmm. rest, if you need to go do yoga, you need to go, you know, reach out to a support group, whatever it is you need to do, please do that. And don't feel like you're getting shamed into having to be present or so vocal because just being alive is an act of resistance. Yeah. And what was that show that we were watching, which I feel like was really cathartic? That show with mm -hmm. Perel. Oh, Space Force. There's been some mixed, mixed things about that show. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to speak on it, we're only two episodes in. So Space Force, and, you know, I mean, it, it is kind of like a, a comedy. It's and satire. It's satire, but it definitely makes um, reference to how um, this, that it's right now and how this, um, this, uh, government well, the new space yeah. Force. yeah but that the new government is very disorganized <laughs> and how organized um and and things like that they won't say trump the things that the president is like boots on space they'll say things like and the president's gonna tweet it so we better you know get it out there and make it work so yeah boots He's like, I think he said boots. Anytime I hear Space I think Force, he I think of Bunch Bunny and Space so Cam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. What a great watch. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, a little bit. Um, tongue Topical, in, but. Yeah, tongue in cheek. Uh, comedy, but not too, you know, no laugh track, thank God. Um <laughs> I can't. I can't do it with the laugh tracks. I can't. Yeah, but anyway, um, that's what. What else? New Pose. Oh, season two of Pose is on Netflix, but that's oh, already been out oh. for a while. Well, never mind. It's new to Netflix, yeah. but it's not yeah. new in general. I, th I think we got about a minute left to tape, right? <laughs> that's so. <laughs> Let me, you, let me give you the most cis white straight show. And it's such a good show. And I don't even have children and I don't it necessarily want them. But it's such a good, such a good show. Um, I don't know anything else. Any last things? Oh, I'm fine. so sorry to pull you out like this, but no, I just want everybody out there in Mafia Land to be careful and be safe and know that um COVID nineteen is still raging. Um so if you go out and about, protect yourself, glass or, you know, yep. gloves, masks, all that fun stuff. And, um, you know, yeah. Like they are giving out pepper spray abundantly to people. So you might want to take a, a container of milk and I'm like whole milk or cream yeah. because that's the only thing that will stop that burn. But I've heard from EMTs just use water too. So it's, you know, I think it's just everybody has to make the decision yeah. for themselves how they want to Pro protest. Their body. Protest lower is <laughs> you take a shot glass and you put the milk in it and then hold it over each eye. Um, and then it, it, it takes mm -hmm. the sting out because there's oil in the pepper. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. kind of like when you eat something really fucking spicy and then you regret it, drink some, have some dairy. Yeah. It'll be good. Ice cream, ice cream mask. Ice cream mask. 
See, <laughs> see, it's happening. All right. Um, any last words before we uh, sign off? No, just I'll stay safe, everybody really out there, and we'll talk to y'all very soon. Hey, mobsters, this is Orion. Um, so we got this uh, episode out really late. We're having some technical issues, and things have been moving so quickly that I just wanted to apologize that we got this out so late. Um, today, we've gotten news that the administration has taken off safeties for trans people as far as um, insurance and health care. Um, and so I'm hoping that we can get together soon and touch base on that. But just wanted to acknowledge that this is put out pretty late. And so I hope that you enjoy the episode. Welcome to Trans Mafia. I'm Blue. Ryan. And, and we're joined by Laurel this week. I'm Laurel here. sneaking on. So uh, we, we're calling this meeting to order because there's some weird <laughs> shit going on in the U.S. And actually like around the world. But I think this is coming to a head and it's very strange. Yeah. Uh, and a little shifty shady. And so we wanted to kind of talk about it just to get some information out there so people can be safe or feel like they're a little bit more informed or like if you can't actually go out and join a, um, a protest, like how you can contribute. Um, yeah. so Laurel's been doing a shit ton of research um, and I know that you do that too. I have not and I just get secondhand everything because I'm working <laughs> But I get to hear yeah. it second hand from people. So uh yeah. I've been more I've been more verifying information I hear because there's a lot of information out there about things and situations and some of it's true and some of it's not, and especially because of what's going on. I want as much factual information as possible, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's a smart way to be. Yeah. So I know that. Has anything that's has anything weird well, everything's weird right now, but um, maybe we could first talk about that weird um, photo op in front of the the church that oh. he's never been in. And oh. the Bible he doesn't know. Oh, the pussy grabber in chief? Yeah, yes. he... And then he denied doing it. He denied blasting the protesters with tear gas and stuff so he could walk the street. But if you follow the sequence of events, that's exactly what he did. Because they showed on CNN tonight, you can see William Barr, he's just his attorney general standing in the background and then they clear the streets and then they walk across so like what does he think everybody's stupid does he think we don't know what he did um i think he does think everybody's stupid and he's the smartest he's got a good brain but he's not a doctor or a scientist but he's got a good brain and he has relatives that are scientists and doctors he also has relatives that are members of the kkk yeah well so <laughs> far as any of his relatives go this is the lineage of the family line i'm not impressed by any of them no matter what they do or what they are <laughs> so yes right there with you so uh for those that do not know and i highly do, i do recommend like going on youtube and watching so i watch a lot of like trevor noah and Stephen colbert and like stuff like that because i have to take everything in like a comedic yeah. but i also know that they fact check stuff yeah, I like Don Lemon too for that. Yeah. Yeah. What? 
Don Lemon from CNN is very good at that. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to get first first line uh, view of the protests that are going on, I know especially in Minnesota, um, Unicorn Riot okay. has been recording that. Okay. Um, that's, that's online, and they've been they've been around for a bit. Um, okay. So they have, you know, they have commentary. They go and actually interview people. Um, but anyway, yeah. So photo op. For those who don't know, do you want to explain what happened with the lovely photo op? Me or you? Me or Laurel? Me? Are you familiar? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he decided that he wanted to go hold a Bible in front of this church across from the street from the White House, crawl out of his little bunker that he was in because he was scared of what was going on, and um, go across the street to hold a Bible in front of this church. Well, there were protesters in front of the White House. So despite what the White House, White House said, what I saw on video and what the world saw in video is what I'm going to explain happened despite what he said because he's a fucking liar and I don't trust him. So he's... He sent, in Attorney Barr, sent the Washington, I think it was the Washington, D.C. police out there to push the protesters back. Not only do that, they shot him with um, rubber bullets and pepper spray, or tear gas, so that they could cross the street and take a photo op in front of this church with him holding a Bible. And the funny thing is, a lot of his pictures, including this one, are remakes of pictures of Hitler. Ah, I did not know that. That's fucking hilarious. There's a picture of whole of Hitler doing the same exact pose with the Bible in front of a church. Maybe and that's like just really his idol. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, it's very gross. I posted the picture of it on Facebook, but yeah, it's just everything. He's doing a lot of things that are very, very, very Hitler-esque. People need to pay I, attention. I would definitely agree with that. Um, and there's two details, too, that I felt like got left out of the, the explanation one of them if you were watching the press conference i guess you would call it in the rose garden right before he comes on there's a big boom yeah you can rewatch it back and everybody was you know i know i was wondering what was going on none of the press seemed to really be reacting yeah. um, and very soon after he came on to speak of course we connect the dots later after the fact it was probably uh you know the use of the the tear gas and whatever else they were doing um, with those protesters. But at that particular church, they actually had members of that congregation with a medic tent. Yeah, that's right. With water. And that is actually, I, I think, you know, coming from military background, you'll be able to confirm this with me. But isn't that like a war crime? Like you can't go after... A medic tent isn't there some kind of well i think it's i think if it's a military tent i don't know if, what was it a military tent no it was not a military yeah. tent but it was definitely a clearly defined medic tent people were wearing you know the the big red cross across them so they were easily identifiable yeah um, well I, you I know some of the people that he shot with pepper grass and tear spray, tears and 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 bullets were priests from that church. Yeah, they were out there working. Mm-hmm. And now all these religious leaders are going, "What the fuck did you do?" They're not agreeing with him at all on this. They're saying, telling him he was wrong, and he's still standing yeah. on his pompous, righteous attitude that everything he does is okay. And it's just, it's oh my god, it's it's gross. It's very gross. Yeah. I mean, if honestly, and I'm like, I'm, I'm saying this 
truthfully and honestly, like if this is not the Antichrist, I don't know who is. And I know that like, it sounds like it's a joke, but like if you're Christian and you were voting for this guy and you're like, yeah, he's our guy. And then you look at all the shit that he's done. Yeah, no, I seriously, yeah. Those, um, those papers from court came out too. Oh, the affidavits. Mm-hmm. From, from the uh, case that was brought against him in 2016 by the woman that says she was raped by him when she was 12. 13, yeah. So him that's interesting. That's a fun one to read. Well, you know, um, even with all these protests going on, the police are still not getting the message. You know, I just watched a videotape in Brooklyn where they pushed an old man down and cracked his skull. Not once, yeah. but twice. You know, they pulled those, those, those teenagers, those college kids out of that car in Georgia with tasers. For what? They weren't doing anything. They pepper sprayed and bulleted, uh, or rubber bulleted a reporter. In Minneapolis, they arrested two reporters out of the three, and the two they arrested were black. They're not getting the message that what they're doing is not okay. They're not getting it. What, what, what besides these riots is gonna make everybody understand that this, they're not getting it. Well, it's like there's some, some brainwashing effect in action or something because you know well people don't go after people in that way even somebody who's a soldier like there's still a you know there's still a code of of ethics i would imagine of you know avoid children of what you know avoid people that are not involved with who you're trying to go after and it just seems like they're going after anybody and everybody and i don't know how a well person could do that and continue to do that. I don't know how anybody that's well could continue to stand behind him and say that what he's doing is okay and say that they're planning on voting for him again and they support everything that he's doing or most of the things that he's doing. Now, most of the Republicans are starting to, oh, I'm not so sure. You know, um, Senator Murkowski from Arkansas today came out and said, oh, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm gonna stand behind him in September. What's not to be sure about? The only thing not to be sure about is whether or not you have a goddamn conscience. Like that's yeah. what you need to be sure about. You don't need to be sure about whether or not you're gonna support this dictator that's in the White House. That should be a given. And if it's not a given, I'm very concerned and you need to be voted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, there's a, things, there's a few things that are going on with this, and this is what I've seen in clients. And like, of course, I'm not going to like say anyone specific, but over and over again, I've had people say, you know, I've had to take people off my face. I've had to, you know, unfriend people on my Facebook because of the COVID stuff. They were like, oh, it's fake. I mean, not a real thing. And then now they're like, now I'm just getting risk- rid of everybody else because they're, they're, you know, talking about the protests, like their riots and their looting. And it's like, they're not seeing the bigger picture. No. And they're talking racist. They're being racist. And they're talking about this, like, there's not shit being set up. There's, t- they're talking about this, like, it's like, it is, oh, ch- shame on them for looting. And I'm like, that's okay. There's looters and they're protesters. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that looting is wrong in this occasion. I don't think um, I don't think looting is wrong. What I think is wrong is people that are not having any part of the protests using the protest as cover for looting yes. and doing other illegal things. That's what I don't agree with. I, I, hey, if the protesters are looting and doing their thing, you go, do your thing, and 
be badass at it. But don't be, he'll become Johnny, come down the street. Oh, they're looting, so I'm going to go in here and steal TVs, but have nothing to do with that, with the protest. To me, those are the guys that are doing something wrong, not the protesters. Does that make sense? I want to make myself very clear on that because I'm 100% with the protesters, and I don't want people to think I don't agree with what they're doing. I absolutely 100% do. <laughs> And, and that's how I feel to a point, except, you know, with um, with Target, the Target that got looted in, in Minneapolis, the CEO of Target, what did he say, Laurel? Oh, he came forward with a statement saying, you know, don't worry about it. We'll make sure everybody gets paid. We'll, everything will be fixed. Don't stress about it. Because the press and was really hanging on with the, but, but the Target, but the Target. And so he's already released the statement to say, don't worry about us. We're good. We're fine. Tar the Target stores are fine. And there's still people worried about the fucking Target stores. The Target stores aren't worried about the Target stores because they know how they have enough money. The guy, I think he sent it out because he actually, he felt like he's understand why it happened. Mm -hmm. He understood. So like. Yeah. And they showed, I think it was in New York, there was another Target, which people were trying to go after. And the Black Lives Matter uh, people were actually making a human barricade to block that because you know it's as much as you know I, looting in itself can be a form of protest it's not one that I have personally partaken in but it's a different variety of it um, people also recognize that you know we still got to get the baby formula we still got to feed our families we still got you know we need supplies you know so there's this this learning that's going on and I've seen this with other movements when things get so hyped up that they get to the level of these these kinds of massive demonstrations that there's a lot of people that are very new mm -hmm. and are not really familiar with the principles of the movement and the, the goals and all of that um, so you're seeing some some of that going on as well but they're absolutely blue there are definitely people who are exploiting the situation with no cause other than to, I don't know. I mean, there was, yeah, I mean, the you know, impulsive, a lot of it. Yeah. And there's also the Antifa, the fake Antifa account uh -huh. on Twitter, Yeah, which has already been cleared that it's actually not the, you know, folks that are anti-fascist running it. It's actually the white supremacists that were running it to get all these young people to follow, basically follow direction and to go loot in mass. Yeah, you know, there was a cop shot here Saturday night, right by Circus Circus. And apparently the guy that shot him didn't have anything to do with the situation. There was scuffles, the cop was, I think, scuffling with somebody and the guy walked by and decided to get an opportunity and just shot the cop in the back of the head. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, I understand people's frustrations, but I mean, that's not right either. You know, just because you don't like somebody's uniform doesn't mean that you just walk by and, oh, here's a good opportunity, pop them in the head, you know? I, mean, mm -hmm. I think that may have been gang related. It might have been because like the guy was a gang member, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, because things are so chaotic, it's a ripe opportunity for people who like to exploit, you know, these kinds of situations for their own personal, private, whatever. Yeah, and it's like, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you're good. Yeah, what happened in, in Minneapolis was like, 
I just watched in shock as that all unfolded. You know, and I'm so glad that they arrested those officers. They should have arrested them very much sooner. Anybody else would have been arrested on the spot had that happened. And the medical coroner right. who lied. Right, and the medical coroner who lied because they got several autopsies afterwards and um, disputed what he wrote, um, what he what he put mm-hmm. in his report. He was trying to cover up, you know. But here's the thing, too, though. Two days later, after George, after this guy in Minneapolis, George was killed. There was a guy, there was a trans man in Florida killed. His name was Tony Dade. And he was shot and killed by the police, too. And nobody's talking about that. Nobody. Well, this is a, I, I, you know, we've been posting a lot about this on the page. I've been seeing it a lot within uh, the black trans community online. Right. Um, who I'm tapped in. But I wanted to actually ask Orion, you know, coming from a clinical perspective, to kind of explain, you know, the dynamics and play of when somebody effectively surrenders to the police by means of suicide. Yeah. So there's there's um, a term called suicide by cop, right. and a lot of African American men choose to do this. They do. Um, because they know that they'll get shot. Um, so what they do is they go out with a weapon and this is, this is one of the ideas that may have happened with this kid, Mm -hmm. but they choose to go out with a weapon, you know, swing it around and know that they'll get shot and go ahead. He didn't have a weapon when they shot him. They found the weapon at the crime scene. So here's what happened with this case. It's kind of a fucked up case. Um, he had, he, he had a criminal history. He'd been in prison. Somebody where he lived in his apartment complex had been harassing him for being trans. Um, amongst some other things. So he'd been get, going back and forth with this guy. And he was afraid that something was going to happen. He's going to go back to jail. So he made a video on Facebook saying, if anything happens, I'm going out suicide by cop because I'm not going back to jail. But a young black man in, or black man in Florida, I don't blame the guy. He's scared, terrified of what could happen to him, right? Um, so he got into it with this guy again. I guess he stabbed the guy. Somebody did. At this point, they don't know. They, I, I don't think they still know if it was him or somebody else he was walking i guess the cop thought that he met the had the fit the description of who they were looking for and opened fire on the guy he didn't have a weapon when they opened fire the knife was found back at the scene yeah they pulled up on him and opened fire no questions asked no conversation nope um and so that's the whole thing with and I was kind of explaining it not just like for you because I feel like you kind of know that stuff but for listeners I, I think sometimes people don't know that this stuff happens yep. we don't count those as suicides right and then what happens with intergenerational trauma all these different factors mm-hmm. that play into this that you know we don't hear about when they discuss these stories but they're you know they're completely intertwined right. you can't separate them and this is why I'm I'm really struggling with this because I keep thinking back and nobody's mentioned this in the news. I haven't seen anything reported about it, but we are the 99%. This looks a lot, the protests, how they're organized looks a lot like that. Yeah. And actually it matters, came out of that. But nobody's talking about that. And those protests were fairly, they were very benign. Yeah. But they just killed people. You know, they got in the way. But police did not react to those protests like they're reacting to these protests. And I think it's because cops are involved and they're being called on their shit. And they're saying, 
it's not a cop can be okay there's a reporter saying you know you know it just takes a few bad apples and i'm like what they're not understanding about that phrase it takes a few bad apples when you have a bucket of apples and there's a couple of bad ones it rots all of them mm-hmm. gotta throw the whole fucking bunch out so if we need to go throw the whole and oh and on that note um there was something that i found about how to email all of your um uh your city state um executors i don't know uh senators and mayor um about asking to for the police to be defunded yeah and so people can do um and i believe that that's been posted Mm -hmm. yeah so that's posted so i would highly encourage people to do that because if you can't get out and do process and a lot of us can't a lot of us have stuff that we that are very important like we got to take care of our families or we're just not in the best health like or it's, like, it's re-traumatizing if yeah. it's not you know if it's not going to be good for your mental health to you know an extreme and you're not going to be safe and not be able to recuperate from it don't go out there are other ways and rest is a form of resistance as well there's actually a page specifically dedicated to that and there's something called the nap ministry nap ministry mm. um talking about marginalized people especially black people who you know for how many generations not been allowed to rest mm. That that is that's valid too. Yeah, I mean, I for me, it's very, um, it's very, it's it fills me with anxiety. Like I, we were, I was barely getting over being cooped up from COVID, and I'm like, oh great, this is over. I can continue on with some normalcy, and then um, this happens, you know. Um, but the difference is, like with COVID nineteen. Uh, or rather with the riots like it's on every channel you can't escape the violence you can't see it on tv and it's like it's i've had to be careful what i watch you know what i mean so i can sleep at night and it's just very very disheartening to see this being encouraged by the white house um and by the pussy grabber that's sitting in there in there as president right now because this is all because of him all of this all this racial unrest no let me back up not all of it. It's been brewing, but he's encouraging it. And with his racist policies and attitudes and remarks and comments, this is why this is happening. Yeah. Yep. This is very much a, oh, well, let's just help this along. Yeah. But the people, the people with the stands, it says free bricks. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't. That's the mysterious that's just, bricks. Yeah, the bricks that just keep showing up everywhere. Yeah, kind of like how drugs, in the in the past drugs have shown up in minority neighborhoods, and so have guns. No explanation. Yeah, I, I don't, we don't know. I've heard the police are dropping off the bricks. I've heard different people. I don't know who is, but that's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, you know, there are a bunch of guns that we're supposed to be passed passed out into uh, Mexico and they lost them all. Yeah, it was under Eric Holder and the Obama See, and here's, here's for me with the issue with the police is they all need to be retrained and they all need to have their powers limited to much more, to much less than what they have now. Because like in Atlanta, you know, four of the officers that got charges for pulling those black kids out of the car with tasers were black. Mm-hmm. One of the officers that was involved in the whole George Floyd arrest was black. 
you would think they would know better not to treat their own kind, their own people like that. But what are they doing? Because they can and not be held accountable. Well, and also when you give, and we were kind of talking about this before too with um, military, and I know that you have military, so maybe you can speak on this, but you give a kid from, you know, who has no power, has no money, you give them a gun, you tell them that they're they're in charge and they can do what they want. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to do what they want. Right. <laughs> Like you in turn, I'm not saying all soldiers are bad. I'm not saying all police are bad, but the the way that we allow these these entities to work is that they create a you don't tell on anybody. You you know you keep it in the family. I mean this works like freaking mob shit. You don't tell anybody. You do what we say. We're one mind. You know we don't tell on each other. You know. Well, it's like, and then that is accountable yeah and it's a brotherhood you know i mean i'm not gonna sit here and lie and tell you that like when i was over when i was over in iraq that innocent people weren't killed that shouldn't have been there were and there were bad soldiers there were bad soldiers that did that you know um so there's bad people everywhere um but you gotta have some sort of moral conscience to know that you cannot lay lean on a lay on a man's neck for eight minutes and expect him to be able to breathe still and be okay. And there's a history of this. Well, and this. I mean, it happened to Eric Garner in New York. This, I mean, they don't. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm done. Oh no, no, no. Go ahead. Tell about um, Eric Garner in New York. He was. He was. It was that about three years ago, maybe I guess now. I think it was 2016 or something. He. Uh, was outside selling cigarettes, I guess they thought they were accusing him of doing, and they chokehold, they got my chokehold from behind. Within minutes, the guy was dead. So this is not the first time. There's a history of this happening, and they're still allowed to do it. They all need to be retrained on what is okay and what is not. And the other thing is, is like, and I was telling somebody this earlier, they, as much reality TV as I watch, I get so irritated because I see these cops all the time walk up to a car and go, oh, I'm going to search your car because I smell pot or I see something, when they don't. They right. should not be allowed to lie to search. They should not be allowed to lie to interrogate or to get false confessions or any of that. It's bullshit. We get charged with an offense if we lie to the police. And they can get away with doing it? No. I mean, it's, it's, but it's not just the misleading in, in, you know, when you're out searching people, they do it in court. I know. Under sworn testimony, they will lie because there are that brotherhood and they've got to protect their brother and they know some shit went down. They know that, you know, um, 50 baggies of freaking weed were there and all of a sudden there's only 20. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there is no like check and balance. No, it's a good old boys club all internal and they're like well we got the fbi to come in and search but it's like how are they able able to even get in right right and then what do they do when they do find out fire the whole place no they can't that's not how it works well and the problem is i mean a lot of these a lot of these black men that they're stopping and black people black women black children even that they're harassing. I've seen him. Ha- I've seen him do it in Chicago. 
you know, I just, uh, it's so frustrating. I can't even finish the thought about it because it just frustrates me thinking about it. Um, but they, they, that's the excuse that they use is weed, 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 weed. You, come on. You got nothing better to do than use weed as an excuse to harass people? Like, really? I, I mean, well, I mean, the stop and absolutely 100% like racist based. Oh yeah, it's too easy to profile. They profile all the time. You know, I got profiled once in Texas and it was not a fun experience at all. I don't ever want to go through that experience ever again. I got stopped um, for not, I went to get cigarettes and I didn't have my ID. So I, I forgot my wallet in my house. So I started to walk back to my house and on the way back, I got stopped and asked my ID by a cop. And I told him, I said, I came up here to get cigarettes. I don't have my ID, but I'm going home to get it. Well, in the state of Texas, they can hold you for up to 72 hours if you don't have an ID to determine who you are. I'm losing your voice. What's that? I'm losing your voice. Oh, um, in the state of, can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. In the state of Texas, they can hold you for up to 72 hours to verify who you are. <laughs> yeah. So after my Packers put on full display for everybody at the cop station, you know, my binder and being thrown into the woman's cell, then they started asking me all these questions and then this one cop he's like he's like well aren't you black and i'm like well i'm mixed he's like no i think you're black and i'm like well you can think whatever you want i am part black but i'm mixed like i just said and it was this whole conversation with this white cop about race and i was like why why is this all necessary you know and i think that's why he i think that's why he stopped me now to be quite to be quite honest because i wasn't doing anything wrong I wasn't in the wrong neighborhood, you know? I got stopped because I had nappy hair and I looked black. That anti-black sentiment runs deep. It, that really sucks, I'm sorry. It does, I mean, and it was like, at, that's the first time I really realized that, man, I gotta be really careful what I do because that never happened to me before, you know? Well, and, and like, you know, you go one place and like, you know, you definitely would like pass away, but you go another place and then there's those little things where people divide up. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the shitty part. You loved Texas, right? You want to go back no, there? I would never live there again, especially now that I have a kid, <laughs> but uh, I did like it. I mean, if I ever did, Austin's probably the only place I'd ever consider in the state of Texas, and that'd even be a real far stretch. Um, what's that? It's super liberal. Oh yeah, it's it's amazingly liberal. Austin's crazy, but even Austin's starting to get a little bit more conservative and little, a little bit more too tied down for me. So I think I'm good with Texas. <laughs> I know that Laurel has a couple of things to talk about because like for resources mm. yeah yeah there's a few resources i want to share there's a lot more um out there but uh given limited time for the one podcast i'll just stick with the three um but please do go to our facebook page i am on there daily pretty much and uh we share a lot of resources 
And um, so uh, I'm going to focus on uh, political first. Um, so, you know, we talked earlier about contacting your representatives. Um, there's a service called Resist Bot, like resistance and bot. Um, and you can use that to contact your representatives and elected officials. And it's it's effectively a tax, sorry, text to fax system. So it's a way to write them a letter. Um, and you can do it very easily over text. Uh, so you want to text resist, R-E-S-I-S-T, to the number 50409. And it'll help guide you through the whole process. And it also gives you the option to share your letters publicly on Twitter. If that's something you'd like to do to help, you know, inspire other people and also uh, contact your representatives that way as well, because a lot of them are also on Twitter. Um, the next one related to uh, political fair is a website called defund12.org. That's D-E-F-U-N-D-1-2 dot O-R-G. And uh, Orion was referring to that earlier on um, regarding how to contact your representatives um, to let them know that you want to defund the police department. Um, now yes, the police departments get a massive amount of funds and now these are funds that we pay into as taxpayers. And um, you know, these are this is money that could be going towards schools, towards hospitals, towards making sure we have, you know, medical supplies for mental a pandemic, care. mental health care, you know, all sorts of things like that. So uh, it's really important to be involved and you don't even have to you know, if you're for some reason are not able to be a registered voter because you're a felon or something like that, you can still use these services to get your, your voice Which out Which is there. bullshit, by the way. Um, if you're a felon, you should be allowed to vote as long as you use your time. Sorry, I had to say that. I agree, <laughs> 100%. So the last of the three um, is something that's not political, at least in that way. Um, this is a new text line hotline I believe it's only for texting though at this point it's 24 7 run and it's specifically for uh black lgbtq plus people so please if you are not black if you are not part of the lgbtq plus uh, population we thank you for listening and wanting to be involved but please do not contact the service there are the fuck out there are other services available to you um so this service is called black line uh, the phone number is 1-800-604-5841 and it says Blackline, a 24-7 hotline now has the option for you to text. Blackline provides a space for peer support and counseling, reporting of mistreatment, affirming the lived experiences to folks who are more impacted by systemic oppression with an LGBTQ plus black femme lens so check that out if, if you're in need of that kind of support and i'll add all of this in the description of what we're doing today because i know there's a lot of information that laurel just kind of like spat out there um so if you need like a visual we're gonna put those on the page we're gonna uh, put in the description but yeah hopefully you know you guys can reach out if you need help if you feel like you need some support please yeah. do that Y'all want to hear about something else Dirty Trump is doing? Oh, he do, and Betsy DeVos are illegally holding student loans. Or tax tax or tax 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 checks. They're not supposed to. So if you're in default, they hold you tax checks for your student loan. Like mine's got held for the last like seven years now. 
But because of the CARES Act, which is due to the stimulus um, um, check and a bunch of other stuff, they're not supposed to hold your tax refund check if you're if you're in debt over your student loans. But they're doing it anyway and refusing to release them. Isn't that lovely? That's yeah, awesome. We do what we want. That's what the government does. Do what we do. Do, do whatever we want. We don't care what the what the law is. We do what we want. And two, with this new, with this second installment of quote stimulus, is now coming on a card. Which my first concern is, oh, okay, so that they can collect. But the data. Senate didn't pass that yet, correct? Because I don't. The Senate didn't pass what? that yet, did they? I believe they did. People have already received them and accidentally shredded them. I thought those were the cards for the first round, not, not the second round. The second round. It doesn't say from U.S. Treasury. It says from some other company that does oh, these yeah. cards. It's like a cash. Oh, wow. Okay. I know that they've been doing some refunds, like actual tax refunds and cards. Um, because people don't have checking Yeah, I accounts. think they're starting to use like Venmo and other services too to release that money. Um, I wrote a letter to Jackie Rosen, uh, who's my representative, and Dina Titus, and said, hey, y'all need to help me because they're violating the law. <laughs> you know, and there's a class action suit against Betsy DeVos for doing exactly what she's doing. And it's, she also just recently put out, uh, put out a directive to public schools that said if, that if they support transgender athletes, that they'll be defunded. I did see that. So it's just, it's an all out full brutal attack on anybody and anything that they don't agree with. And it's just ridiculous. We just need to get these people out in November. Out, out, out. Well, and, you know, Trump, of course, you know, made some, uh, for Pride Month, made some like pro Trump oh, yeah, t shirts. Trump That's disgusting. Right yeah. No, no, no thing. And then, you know, Pride Month is talking about, you know, not making oh making gay marriage yeah. illegal mm-hmm. and adoption again oh they're yeah they're trying to make gay adoption well not gay adoption but gay couples to adopt and that affects single parents, parents and things like that yeah well. they're yeah. just it's just an all-out brutal attack based on ignorance and religion religious freedom uh, i belong to a religion that mm-hmm. allows me the freedom to say whatever the fuck i want about them so that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's religious yeah. tyranny it's using using exactly like why I have such a hard yeah. time with religion you don't the freaking bible so you can bash somebody no, over the don't. head with it that's not what you, you, you do pose in front of them yeah you never use religions to oppress that's what they're doing they're using religion as an excuse to oppress um, well that's yeah. and Christianity has a bad track record with that. Um, oh, another thing there with the um, the bishop, the bishop, whoever's in charge of the, yeah. the churches, the person who was in charge of the church, I don't know if it's a priest or a pastor or what they call them, but they, they were upset because the presidency, they did not get, they didn't right. get permission to be in that picture. They didn't get permission there and they were berated by, like it was totally 